rush out ahead in my own strength when you're out here Lord I don't wanna rush on ahead in my own strength when you're right here I'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit when it comes to your What's going on, everybody? Excuse me, podcast. Excuse me. It's all about Jesus. Kev here for another episode of Greatness Isn't Guaranteed. God is great, and he has deposited greatness in us via his Holy Spirit. Sadly, there is no guarantee that you will live, move, and have your total essence and being in that greatness. This will be part two dealing with time and I kind of paused right there because I want to make sure you understand how much of an effect time has on everything that we do because you can't make more of it and what you have you better do the best you can with it so part one we dealt with Job chapter 14 verse 5 a person's days are determined you have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed again that's Job chapter 14 verse 5 like I said in part one we dealt with that and this scripture gave us insight into the truth that our God is over all things. We must make the most of the time we have while not allowing the amount of time we have to be overemphasized or wasted. Because you want to overemphasize how much time you have. And I think a lot of times we do overemphasize it. We end up doing a lot of things that waste our times. And then again, we just don't want to waste it, period. As some people say, hey, I'm just wasting time, which is not smart. So let me restate this as well. This isn't a quick fix, three ways, five ways, seven steps to manage your time. The focus is for you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you where you are. Reason being so that you live a life that transcends time within a time you have been given. Let me say that again. So you live a life, the one you've been given, that transcends time within the time you have been given. Okay, this week, let's look at Psalm chapter 39, verses 4 and 5. We have two more scriptures we're going to look at in the coming weeks. So this is part two, part one. We already talked about Job 14 and 5. Now, Psalm 39, verses 4 and 5. And I like the King James on this one. Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. What it is that I might know how frail I am. Behold, Thou hast made my days as a hen breath, and mine age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Selah. Pause. Think on these things. So part one, as I said, we looked at how to make the most of our time. Now, let's move in Psalm 39, 4 and 5. And based off of that, we have to accept the frailty of our existence without God. Notice in it, it says in our scripture today that I may know how frail I am. That I may know how frail I am. At times, we live like we're tougher than leather. Remember that old Run DMC song? Okay, maybe I'm, I'm dating myself. But I have a friend of mine, Craig Jones, from my supply days in the Air Force. He would say this, shucks, you boys think y'all tougher than leather. 
And then what he was saying was many people think that they're tougher than the situation. You know, leather can be really tough. And this is where we can really begin to waste not only time, but our lives. And we have this mentality. Having a healthy understanding of how fragile life is can be a game changer. Sometimes we live in ways that are so independent of God that it's scary. We would we would do well to understand in him we live and move and have our being. I believe I said that in our first installment of Greatness Isn't Guaranteed dealing with time. That at any moment he can call the breath that we breathe to be pulled from us and we are no more. Again, I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm being truthful. And with that, we must begin to accept our state without God. And that should cause us to declare our dependence on God, not to declare our independence. Yes, God has set us free from death, hell, and the grave. Yes, we move the spirit of liberty over our lives. And yes, we are no longer slaves to sin due to what Christ did on the cross. But hold on. Notice how all of that was dependent on what God did for us, not what we did independent of him. We must declare our total dependence on God in our weak and feeble lives so thereby we can be strong in him and then make the most of every moment we have. Let me go off script a little bit real quick. I'm thinking about Paul and how Paul understood his weakness. Second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 is a key verse, but I would have you read that whole area in Second Corinthians chapter 12. Not just verse nine, because he understood that in my weakness and I admit my weakness, that's the part that's hard is admitting the weakness that is there. Then I can allow God's strength to come up on me because his power is made perfect or complete. That word means complete, perfect, complete in our weakness. It should not be a tug of war, but we'll get to the tension here shortly. John chapter three, verse 30 is a staple of maximizing moment ministries. I mean, literally, it is MTM. It, it's what birthed MTM. He must become greater. We must become less. That's John 3.30. Look, if we submit, we begin the lifelong sanctification process of restoration that is fulfilled once we lay down these earthly bodies and step into eternal glory. Sanctification. That's not allowing the power of sin to overcome us but us overpowering the power of sin with God's presence. And that's a lifelong journey, as I just said. But hold on now. Remember I've talk, talked about a struggle? Here is where the tension or the struggle resides. The tension is Satan wants us to be enticed to do things where we don't need God at the level we actually do. And we subtly walk in ways that rob us from the strength we need by being totally dependent on Jesus. Now, some may say, well, I love the Lord. I'm listening to you, Kevin. Praise God for the podcast. And I'm a supporter. I'm a subscriber, whatever it may be. But this attacks mature believers, immature believers, and unbelievers. And for an unbeliever that's listening to this right now, I'm asking you, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose from the dead with all power in his hands. And you shall be saved. Receive Jesus Christ. But let me let me get this uh, in line real quick. So many mature believers trust God and they claim a dependence on God, on Jesus verbally. But when situations rise up, 
something else comes out of us that shows that maybe we don't depend upon him as much as we say we do. And I've seen this in myself. I've seen this in others. When things start to kind of encroach on the areas of their life, they're like, well, I love the Lord. Why is this happening to me? Well, it's happening to you because you do love the Lord. Remember Job? Remember people in the, in the world who went through things not because they didn't believe in God. They went through it because they did believe in God. If they crucified the king, what are they going to do to the subjects? You know, what are they going to do to the royal court? What are they going to do to everybody else who's following the king? If the king went to the cross, you got to bear yours too, right? Luke chapter 9, verse 23. So I'm saying all these things to remind us that no matter where you're at, you have to maintain a dependence on Jesus Christ within the time you have. And a very strong way of doing that is maintaining your focus in Jesus, in the word. So many of us don't even pray like we used to pray when we first came to God. We don't read the word like we used to. We don't worship in spirit and truth. And now you may be saying, Kev, what does all that have to do with me and time? My response to you is everything. Everything. When we become totally dependent on God, every moment manifests his power and perspective so we can live in the fullness of our purpose. Every moment will manifest his power, will manifest his perspective so we can live in the fullness of our purpose when we become totally dependent on God. And I think that's not something we can just mail in. Something we can just put in a mailbox is set it and forget it. That's the part of sanctification is me admitting my frailty and submitting to God. So God, you can every day maximize all that is in me because I am so frail. Some of us don't want to admit we have frailty with our families. We have frailty with our families and with our finances. That we have frailty with our families, our finances, and our mental state. That we're mentally unstable even as a believer. That we have a lot of scar tissue from things that have happened to us and we want to admit that frailty. We'll say I'm blessed and highly favored, but God is saying, I hear you saying that, beloved, my daughter, my son. But you're moving in a way to try to cover up something that only I can heal, but you won't uncover it for me. And thereby, you're not moving in the fullness of me and admitting your frailty. You're moving in fakeness. And God can't bless fakeness because he's a true and living God. He's authentic. Let me ask you something. Just hypothetically, try not breathing for a couple of days. No, seriously, just try not breathing for a couple of days. How do you think that's going to work out for you? Understand this. That's life without God. We have a constant need for oxygen. And that's a reminder to me, at least, that I have a constant need for God. I cannot breathe without God. Because he is the one who breathed the very breath into Adam, into humanity. See, it don't matter how long you're here. If you aren't living in Christ, you're just existing. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter how long you have on this earth. If you aren't living, but existing. Because there is a difference. Jesus said he came that we may have life. Abundant life. 
He did not say in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he came so we can exist and exist abundantly. Because life is only found in him. And every moment you exist without that dependence on him can be an extremely bad investment of your life and your time. I once heard a preacher say that people are killing themselves to feel something. Killing themselves to feel something, to feel alive. What did he mean by that statement? He meant people would do any manner of thing to feel life and to truly feel alive. But many don't turn to life. Jesus. Have you been turning to something else trying to feel alive in life, even as a believer? Have you turned to him in total dependence so you can have the fullness of life in the time that we have been given because you understand your frailty that we have spoken of here in Psalm 39 verses 4 and 5? If you haven't, what's been stopping you? Tomorrow is not promised, beloved, and today is by his grace. Understand how frail and fragile our lives are without Jesus, without him. And declare your total dependence upon him today. And don't just say it. It's kind of easy to say it, right? But actually live it. Don't let it just be education, but application of that education. The enemy of your soul, he don't mind you hearing these words I'm speaking right now. But what offends Satan, again, I say the hater of your soul, what offends him is the application of these words. So I ask you in closing, will you apply them? Will you declare your total dependence on Jesus today? It's all before you. It's nowhere else but in front of you. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not trying to be cute with it. I'm asking you, will you declare your total dependence on Jesus today? This has been Greatness Isn't Guaranteed Part 2. I praise God for this opportunity God has given us to share this time. Understand and accept we must be totally dependent on Jesus with the time we have been given. Remember, maximize the moment. Every moment not maximized is a moment minimized, and we cannot afford to minimize a moment. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be encouraged. You are speaking.